I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. In this third season, I've taken the theme from season one, which was called The Holistic Healing Connection, and merged it with a theme from season two of The Dragonfly Connection. So now, join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. Welcome to the beginning of season three. I'm so excited we made it. Now, I know that some of you were pretty bummed about the break I took, so... I've given it a lot of thought and I have made a commitment to myself and to you to run season three all the way through November of 2022, a full year this time. Then I'll just take a short break in December to focus on my family and the holidays. So if you're not subscribed yet, please hit that button now so you don't miss an episode. And speaking of the holidays, this is a holiday week. And during this week, where we're all a little more focused on gratitude, Before introducing my guest, Teresa Turk, I wanted to take a moment to share my gratitude towards you and my guests. I am so grateful for you and for them. Without you guys, I'm not sure what I'd be doing. This podcast has been a light and an anchor for me during these challenging times of upheaval, change, and discomfort. Lots of discomfort sometimes. And I hope that it has done the same for you and will continue to do so in the coming year. So now let me introduce you to today's guest. Teresa Turk is a published author, speaker, certified spiritual life coach, Reiki practitioner, and a certified aromatherapist. She's a recovering people pleaser who is dedicated to helping women everywhere awaken to their own validation and strength so they can learn to prioritize their own care, to love themselves and their life. She began coaching after her own spiritual journey of self-discovery through a battle with depression and anxiety stemming from a childhood of chaos, dysfunction, and addiction. Teresa believes in the power of mindset shifts and creating daily rituals that have a massive impact on your life. And those rituals aren't what you think they are or what you're imagining right now. After our conversation, I did read Teresa's book, Uncensored, A Guide to Putting on Your Big Girl Panties. And I do have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was an easy read, full of humor and some sarcasm, some journal prompts, and some great tips that I've already started using to get myself back on track in my own self-care. If you're interested in getting a copy for yourself, I've included a link to purchase it in the show notes, along with all the different ways you can connect with Teresa. Enjoy. And just one more thing before we get started. This podcast is a passion project. I do love doing it, but it's a one-woman production crew from start to finish, a lot of work, and I don't make any money doing it. So if you like what you hear and you want to keep hearing it, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with your friends. And if you'd like to go a step further, check out my Patreon page. The link is at the bottom of the show notes, or you can search for the Dragonfly Connection on patreon.com. By becoming a patron, you get one-on-one access to an online community, access to me and some of my show guests, and an online self-improvement book club, and more. Thank you so much for all of your support. I really appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome again, Teresa. Um, We were just chatting and catching up again because we've already done this once. This is our second time. And I think it's going to be even better than the first because the second time did not get recorded for some weird reason. And we'll figure it, we'll find that out on this episode, right? Right. (laughs) So thanks for being here. Of course, Um, thanks for having me again. Yes. (laughs) And we're going to chat about um, self-discovery, which you've got a lot to say about that healing and of course rituals i got a lot of questions about the rituals this time around but i want to let my guests know a little bit more about you and where are you located in the world yeah so i'm east coast u.s i'm in pennsylvania um i am a mom of two grown children now they're both Mm -hmm. adults that's hard to say Um, (laughs) and I've been married to my husband for 23 years now okay Um, together 25 so 
I want to know something that very few people know about you. And now everybody listening is going to know. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a toughie. I know, right? I wrote a book and I bared my soul. So it's kind of hard to think of something that people don't know about me. Let's see. Um, well, I mean, like I'm a beauty school dropout, but like I, I've shared that before. So people beauty school know. dropout. Does it make you want to sing the song from Greece? I was just going to say, <laughs> that's all I can hear now. <laughs> right. Are we showing our age? Totally. Oh, Lord, help us. Uh, um, did you come up with something? Just that like my hair is naturally like, I'm more of like a redhead naturally. What? Okay. There yeah. you go. You are blonde, very <laughs> sunny, bright blonde. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, people have to go to Instagram and check out what you look like to see <laughs> how well you've covered up that naturally red hair. Yeah. It looks good on you. It looks natural. I would have never known. All right. Now I know. Now everybody you know knows. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about more about you and your mission and First of all, your podcast. So I listened to um, one of the recent episodes back in September, and it was titled The Breaking Point. Mm -hmm. And so um, in this episode, you read from your book called Mm -hmm. Uncensored, A Guide to Putting on Your Big Girl Panties. Mm -hmm. And in your reading, you talk about your struggles with depression, anxiety, motherhood. It did make me laugh because you have a great sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) but it also hit very close to home um, in that part that you read. So before we chat about how you were helping other people through the podcast, Mm -hmm. through your book, through your work, your one-on-one work, your group work, your speaking, you're doing all kinds of stuff. Um, I want to know more about the book and books, I guess, and your own breaking point. And then a little bit about your healing journey. Yeah, I would love to share. It's all part of, like you said, my, my mission. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will say that I've probably most of my life suffered from a level of anxiety and depression, just fully undiagnosed, right? Because I grew up in a world of dysfunction and chaos. I mean, it's probably more normal than most people realize, and everybody has certain levels of, of it. It's just all different varying degrees. But so in order to survive my household of, you know, dysfunction and addiction and alcoholism and, and all of that, I shifted into a people pleasing mode. Mm-hmm. And that was my survival mechanism. That's how I, I dealt with things. And that of course, caused me to not focus any attention on myself or, or, you know, speak up when anything was wrong or bothering me or, so that was just my pattern. That was my behavior. And so all of the anxiety and depression, I think that I had as a child, I didn't know what it was. I just kind of thought it was normal. Right. And then that of course carried into adulthood and, and then as adults, we learn that what we're suffering from is suffering and it's, you know, it, it's an illness. And, um, but it was, it's definitely like long stemming. It's not something that was just new and just mm-hmm. brought on. So that being said, my actual breaking point for me was I was probably about, Oh, the older I get, like the harder it is to remember dates yeah, right? and, and stuff, right? Um, but I, I was think that, that the 80s were 20 years ago. I don't know. I mean, it's right? weird. Oh my gosh. It's so hard for me to pinpoint dates. And I, I just, time gets away from me, I guess yeah. I should say. Um, it was probably about five, six years ago. Um, I was probably, I want to say I was maybe like 39 or 40. Mm-hmm. And Um, I was, I had, you know, I was working my nine to five and, you know, trying to, to deal with that. And we had things going on, you know, like with our daughter, she was like having trouble in school and being bullied. And, um, and I was unhappy in my job and just like all of these things were just like swirling and going on. And, um, the depression really was hitting me hard and I was trying to hide it because I was ashamed and embarrassed by it. And I didn't want anybody to know, mm-hmm. I certainly didn't, you know, want my family to know. 
and, um, and I'm like Googling, like how to commit suicide so that my family still gets insurance money. And like, it was very dark. Yeah. And, um, my manager at my nine to five, actually, we were in a meeting and he was like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Like, what's going on? And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I'm fine, you know? And I should, you know, preface this that with, I work in a customer service role. So Mm -hmm. like on phone calls and stuff. And so he like listens to like, as part of his job, he listens to what I'm doing. And he was like, I've just noticed, you know, lately on, on your calls and stuff, it's different. Like I can tell by the tone of your voice, just your mannerisms, like it's not you, it's just very out of character for you. And I want to make sure you're okay. And I was like what? Like, you mean I'm not like super ninja and I'm like not hiding my feelings? Like what? (laughs) You know, something's wrong with me. Like I'm super sleuth. I'm hiding this. And, (laughs) um, and it was at that moment that I was like, okay, maybe I really should like finally once and for all address what's happening. And, Mm -hmm. and through my, through my employer, you know, I had resources available to me, you know, he told me all about them. I took some time off. I started, you know, I took the therapy that was available to me. And um, so that was really the beginning of, you know, addressing all of the things for 40 years I didn't address. Yeah. So that was, that was how my healing journey began. And it's been ongoing for the past five, six years now, because it doesn't end. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends. It it's... never ends. Yeah. No, thank God for that coworker. How courageous and just, just caring for that person to just ask. Yeah. Yeah. Look it was at the ripple effect. Mind blowing. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, really like if I could go back and talk to my younger self or myself, you know, six, seven years ago, whatever, if I could just go back mm-hmm. and, you know, the advice that I would give to anybody and what I do try to really emphasize and share is it's okay. Like asking for help is so dang courageous. Mm-hmm. It is so courageous for you to take that step and admit that you need help with whatever, like, it doesn't even have to be, you know, like the mental health thing with depression and stuff. Like, just if you're, if you're like in overwhelm, you don't have to be superwoman. Like I get sick of that, you know, title being put on moms and, (laughs) you know, like you have the right to ask for help. Like it is a strength. It is not a weakness. Yeah, you're right. And I want to add, you know, you said, uh, you know, superwoman, we can be super women and have to ask for help. Right. You know, I mean, it's not realistic. I'm sure somewhere along the line, superwoman was asking for help. We just didn't yeah. just see it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about more, more about how you help women specifically, more specifically moms. But I think, mm-hmm. I think what you, your wisdom and your advice and the offering, the gifts that you have for others can definitely help all women, all people, in fact, but that's specific to what you, you know, you like to work with other moms. What my understanding is, is that you help us or your mission is to help us live more fulfilling, healthy lives. And so how are you doing that? Yeah. So there's a lot of ways and I, you know, glad that you said that it can kind of like help anyone, anybody, because for example, just with the book that I wrote. So mm-hmm. for year, for decades, I'd wanted to write a story of my life and writing a book and, you know, being an author was just always a dream of, of mine since I was younger. And um, so I finally did it in December, just made the commitment, wrote the book. It's a self-help memoir about my life and everything that I've gone through. And it's a resource to help others. And it is, of course, fo- probably focused primarily more towards moms and, and women. But, you know, like I have a neighbor who is a, who is a man and, and he, you know, ordered it and read it. And he sent me a Facebook messenger and he was like, I just want to thank you, like for sharing this. He's like, I can see so much of my childhood in what you wrote because he grew up with, you know, like an alcoholic mother. And so it was really impactful to see that others can relate regardless of being a mom or gender, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a story to connect with other human beings. That was really nice, you know, to see that it could, 
connect with everybody. But yeah, so in addition to, you know, the book, like I said, it's chocked full of resources to help everybody, you know, recognize patterns and behaviors, you know, that I have gone through and there's tips and healing resources and and all sorts of things throughout the book to Mm -hmm. to help everybody. Um, And then I have a podcast, like you mentioned, you know, I really try to, to help and provide resources and, and, you know, information for people to begin to make shifts in their own life and start their own healing journey, or even just recognize Mm -hmm. that something is, is off. And And I just want to interrupt you and say, it's also, you know, really bite-sized. There's small, you know, there's short episodes, I think easy for anyone, anyone busy. We're not going to say moms, but yeah, that was, (laughs) that's what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Uh, (laughs) I I have, I did always want to try to keep my episodes on the shorter because, Mm -hmm. you know, as busy women and moms, we don't always have a lot of time, but, you know, maybe you can throw in your, your earbuds and, and get in a 15 minute episode or something while the kids are taking a bath or, you know, whatever. So smaller, not that I don't enjoy a good longer conversation, but you know, whatever you you don't always have the time and maybe you don't want to break it into a couple times, couple, couple listens. So, so you have the podcast Mm -hmm. and that's one of the ways, and then see what else the social media, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram, I always try to share as much, you know, value and insight. And sometimes it's silly. Sometimes it's serious, you know? Um, and then I have a Facebook group, you know, where I really try to give value and do, you know, I'm a very open book for anybody to reach out to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't afford my one-on-one coaching, that's something that I do, you know, offer. I work one-on-one with, with women and really just kind of help, um, kind of help overcome like the, the limiting beliefs and the blocks that are holding you back because a lot of the stories that we tell ourselves that are, you know, in constant repeat in our Mm -hmm. head, they're not even from us. Yeah. It's like outside sources that have just fed us all of this information over our years. And now we believe that that's like our truth in our, in our story that just keeps going on and on in our head. And, Mm -hmm. And so I really just, you know, I work with women to try to, you know, restructure our thinking to be more focused on what we really want our life to look like lots of, lots of resources. So, Mm -hmm. and, and I, and I understand that not everybody can pay and afford Mm one-on-one coaching. I couldn't, you know, when I, when I started my journey, it just Uh wasn't, it wasn't available. It wasn't an option. Like send me a DM Mm -hmm. messenger, Instagram, whatever, if you're really struggling and lost and I'll do what I can to, to help everybody out. And you're in the process of becoming a Reiki master. You're a Reiki two level. Yeah. I haven't made this. I haven't. Yeah. So I I have, I have level two certification. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not yet made that decision or that jump to take Mm -hmm. the next, to take the next level. Um, I really do enjoy the energy work. Um, you know, it is something that I will use on clients at level two. I can, um, Mm -hmm. and I really went into that more for myself than nice. to, to use on other people, kind of like with the aromatherapy, I mm-hmm. became certified in that for my own personal use, but now I do, you know, I have the knowledge, so I share it, you know, with others, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I haven't, I have not yet decided if I'm, if I'm going to go to the next level with that, but it's well, an option. I want to just ask a little bit more about, uh, being a spiritual life coach. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? And then is that tied into religion? So spiritual for me means whatever higher power you believe in. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, I did not grow up in any sort of religious environment. Mm-hmm. Um, my religion came when I spent time with family and would like extended family, like my aunt and uncle, and I would go to church with them on a Sunday randomly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when my, when I, my husband and I got married and had kids, he was raised Catholic mm-hmm. and that's how we decided to raise our children. Um, and I wanted to be connected to that. So I, I took all of the steps. I got baptized. I did all the courses I became, you know, I converted to his religion and, and it became mine and that's how we raised our kids. And, but yeah, the, the spiritual aspect of things for me became 
kind of came in more so on my healing journey mm-hmm. and it was just kind of connecting to connecting within, I guess, mm-hmm. and really discovering that getting quiet with myself in my surroundings and giving myself the time to express myself through journaling, which was really important to me. And now meditation has become a big, you know, part of my ritual and, and it's about getting quiet and shutting out the noise, both in my own head Mm -hmm. and around me and seeing what comes through. Mm -hmm. And again, that can be from whatever you believe in. Like it's not at all tied to one religion or the other. And for me personally, you know, I believe in God. I believe Mm -hmm. in angels. I believe in the universe. I believe in, you know, the goddesses, like all of it is wrapped up into one for me. So it's kind of really, everybody has their own, you know, take on it of a plethora of oracle cards and tarot cards and you know and crystals and I sage my house and but I also have crosses hanging on my wall and and pictures of God and you know what I mean so it's a it's a mixture uh-huh. for me and I love I, it so it's very personal yes and I and yeah. I think that it needs to be for everybody it's mm-hmm. definitely not a one size fits all. And it's what you believe in. And I add prayer, like prayer is part of mine, but also is like putting my intentions out into the universe. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's, I think that everybody needs to tailor it to what you believe in and what you can get behind. Because if I tell you to do something and you're like, she's freaking crazy, you know, like you're not going to get behind it. You're not going to believe it. And you're not going to have any successful outcome or results with it Mm -hmm. because you you can't get behind what I'm telling you to do. So you have to tailor it to whatever feels good to you. Nice. So when you work with people, you work with them wherever they're at in their spirituality. I love it. I want to know about rituals because last time I talked to you, I was struggling and I'll just say (laughs) I'm still struggling a little bit, but we'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) You're the ritual queen. And I have been dubbed that. Yes. Yes. So for people listening that may be confused by the term, because I know this mm-hmm. happens a lot. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people think also is that it is religious or, mm-hmm. or super woo. They have all these ideas about what ritual means, but yeah, people what, immediately think like witchy or something. Yeah, when exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So tell me what your definition is of a ritual. Yeah. So my definition of a ritual is not that I'm over here with my cauldron and my pointy hat. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love (laughs) being good, a good black cauldron, but um, a ritual is nothing more to me. My definition and my version of it is a ritual is a routine Mm -hmm. that you do with mindfulness and intention. And why are rituals important? Because they give you focus and they get you out of your own way. Mm. So for example, most people will say, I wanted, I need a daily routine. I need Mm. a daily routine to get me out of my chaos and, and help me, you know, be more peaceful throughout my day, which is fine, but then it can act as a to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then that's just going to give you more stress. Right. So the way I approach it and the way I think of it as a ritual is it's for me. It's sacred. It's a time for enjoyment. And I go at it in a mindset of I'm doing this because I want to. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this for X, Y, and Z intention and purpose. I'm not doing this because I feel like I have to do it. And I have to check something else off of that never ending to-do list. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So if I get up in the morning, like my newest ritual has been, and it shifts. That's Mm -hmm. another important thing. It doesn't always have to stay the same. You have to give yourself the, the grace to allow it to ebb and flow and change based upon your circumstances and what you got going on and, and your season of life. Mm -hmm. My season of life right now is my kid. One of my kids don't even live with me anymore. (laughs) My other one's almost 19. Like I don't, I have way more freedom 
with my time now than I did when my babies were little. So my rituals are going to look completely different from somebody who has toddlers. Still my morning ritual now is coffee and a book on my front porch, unless it's raining. And then we snuggle up on the couch, me and my puppers. Um, (laughs) It's very important to me. I I really try to make it a non-negotiable because it allows me to start my day from a space of clearing my mind. I don't immediately wake up and and start the, what do I got to do or what problems are coming at me or, you know, just all the hundred things that hit you the minute that you open your eyes. So I really, I get up, I feed my chickens and my ducks and my dog and I put my coffee on and, and then I grab my cup when I'm done, grab my book. We head to the porch. I soak in the sun. You know, I give myself a few minutes to just sit there and enjoy the the quiet and the moment and set an intention for the day, or maybe go over some gratitude. And then I dive into a book and some days it's a book that's like, you know, a fiction, a romance, a mystery, like depending upon if I really feel like I need to get out of my head and need a distraction. Mm -hmm. Like last week I was in a space where I wasn't in the mood for (laughs) self-help. Like I needed, I didn't want it. I didn't, you know, I was not in a space where that was going to help me. Yeah, I was in a space where I needed distracted. Mm -hmm. Like I needed taken out of my own life and put into another story, something that you know, I didn't have to think about. I didn't have to implement anything. I could just read and be taken away. So that was last week. This week, things are different. Things have shifted and I'm like, okay, let's do this. Let's learn something new. Let's, you know, build upon our our habits. And, you know, it's really important to give yourself the space to allow things to to change and to flow in your routines. Mm, I like that. So just not be rigid. Because you won't do them. You won't stick with them. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's one of my personal struggles is, uh, before COVID, um, I was able to have more of a rigid, it didn't feel rigid. It felt good, but now I'm realizing it was rigid (laughs) because I can't, I keep trying to bring that, that back and it is just not working with the new structure of my life. Uh, you know, luckily my daughter who's in fifth grade is back in school. And so I get like six hours a day, which is amazing, which is so much more than the mom with the toddlers (laughs) and, and so much more than I got for 18 months. But now my husband works from home sometimes and you know, his career has changed. So now, but it, it really doesn't fit anymore. So that's where my struggle is, is happening. I would love to know, and I'm sure I'm not alone, some pointers on how to get to a point. I mean, it's so simple reading a book and drinking coffee and it's not a big deal. I think that's the thing is we all, we, we go into it thinking that it has to be this very, like you said, structured and specific thing. And it has to be, you know, like five things and it has to be, you know, we make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So when you get up, I guess when you're trying to set what you want your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, that's the other thing. Like you don't have to label it. Like if you can't do something in the morning, like it's okay. Like <laughs> do it whenever you can. Like you don't have to be so, it doesn't have to be so structured and you don't have to be hard on yourself if you miss a day. Like it's okay. It's yours. So you get to do whatever you want with it. I would say to you is what do you want to get out of it? Like when you're stepping into your ritual, let's, we'll just call it your morning ritual. When you're stepping into that morning ritual, what's the outcome? Like, what do you want it to do for you? What purpose do you want it to serve? Uh, yeah, I want to be more grounded and more productive in my day, but also relaxed and enjoy my time. Okay. So what, what is something that you do that makes you feel grounded and relaxed? Drinking coffee. It's mm-hmm. like a no, no, it's non-negotiable for me. I try yeah. to just stop drinking coffee and I realize it takes a lot of joy out of my life. Right. So yeah. I'm totally addicted. That's okay. I admit it. I am a coffee it's, addict. It's okay. <laughs> I am too. It's okay. I'm not coffee. giving up my coffee for green tea. It's just not going to happen. 
Nope. Uh, <laughs> so my coffee and yeah, I think reading a book is definitely something I do. I love reading and the same. I like to go back and forth between the fun and the self-help. And I love what you said about some days I'm not into the self-help. Right. And that's okay. Not to force myself because I used to have my ritual was I had to, I had to read. You know, I I gave, I put pressure on myself that I had to read a a self-help or, you know, inspirational or something that would Mm -hmm. move me forward. But sometimes Some days just, you don't want that. No, you just want to read a love story about somebody else, or you want to read a dark mystery and you want to get out of your own head and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And exercise. So I guess exercise is another one for me okay. that is super important. And then either meditating or journaling mm-hmm. one of those. And then do you feel like you need to add something on top of that to be productive? Or do you feel like doing those things leads to your production? Doing those things leads to my production for sure. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. You know, whenever you approach it from that aspect where Mm -hmm. it's just something that you want to do because it makes you feel good and you're not doing it because you feel like you have to, or you're not putting added pressure on yourself of, okay, well, I have to do this, this, this in order to be productive throughout the rest of my day, or Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, I have to get up and I have to make a to-do list and I have to decide what I'm going to do today and what I'm going to accomplish. But if you get up and you approach it from, I get to do this for me for the next 15 minutes, it's nothing but me and it's about me. And then that's going to carry you in through the rest of your day and allow you to be productive because you're approaching your day from that sense of being grounded and peaceful. Mm, Yes, yes. And as I'm listening to you talk about that, I don't, because it is morning for me. I love, I'm a morning person. I just know myself enough that if I say I'm going to do something in the evening, it usually doesn't happen. Uh, But I was just thinking, as you were saying that I, you know, I don't have to do all of those things as one ritual. I could have a couple daily rituals or three or five, right? So absolutely. And it can change. It doesn't have to, like for me, like my coffee and my book and typically like meditation and yoga or mm-hmm. like things that I, that I do, but on the weekends when my husband and I are off together, it changes. Yeah. My yeah. self-care ritual on the weekend is my husband and I take a bike ride. We jump on his motorcycle. We go get breakfast Aww. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, and, but that's still my self-care because that mm-hmm. still makes me happy. It's still for me. And it sets me up for the rest of my day of being calm and happy and peaceful and ready to take on the world because we had this, you know, good ritual morning together. So, uh-huh. and it, it can change. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, as you're saying that I was thinking one of my rituals is making a big breakfast for my family on Sundays, like and a late one. We all, you know, we sleep in, we all do our own thing. And then we have this time where, yes, I'm, I'm the one cooking and putting it together, but it's enjoyable. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that mundane maintenance cooking. (laughs) It's the, what are we going to have for dinner again? Right. Like that every 10,000th time. Right. So, and you're coming at it from a place of love and your intention is to do it, to connect with your family and to have fun and have that time together. So it's absolutely a beautiful ritual. Yeah. Okay. Love it. So what I'm hearing is not to be too rigid. You know, we hear when we, to have these daily or weekly or monthly rituals that I think a lot of us, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure people listening, turn it into like you said, another to do, and then that makes it stressful and it defeats kind of the whole purpose really. Yeah. And then if you don't do it, you're beating yourself up about it. Exactly. Which yes, I have experienced for sure. So have I, so it's okay. Don't, don't think that, don't think that I don't, you know, I've definitely (laughs) gone through periods where I haven't done Jack squat and I'm like, oh my God, you're terrible, you know, and then you beat yourself up and then you get, and then it's just a cycle. And yeah, so we, we got to learn to give ourselves some 
compassion and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I now have started a new thing where I'm asking my listeners to contribute some questions and then I pick out which okay. ones that might work well with you. So you're the first person that gets to do this. Yeah, this is fun. I'm excited. It is fun. Okay. So, um, I'm going to ask you two different questions since we have a little extra time. Um, So the first one's from my listener, Laura Rao. And on Instagram, she's the thriving empath. She's asked for some tips for staying grounded and healthy during the holiday season, which we're in the thick of. We're actually, to full transparency, we're recording at the end of October. But tomorrow is Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on the release day. So perfect timing for this question. How do we... Give us some tips for staying grounded and healthy during this season. Mm-hmm. Okay. So immediately, as soon as you said it, what popped into my head was boundaries. You have to have those boundaries around, around your life, your family, what makes you happy. So coming into the holidays, you know, everybody can have so many expectations of you and you can have so many expectations on yourself. So mm-hmm. um, so a really, I think, grounding and important thing to do would be to Remember to do something for your uh, ritual for you every, you know, every day, if you so can fit like in. extra special to do or extra yeah. important and special, extra, extra <laughs> important and special <laughs> to try to remember yourself during this time and do something that you love if you can for yourself every day. And listen, I don't care if it's five minutes, like if you have to lock yourself in a bathroom for five minutes and just take your coffee or your tea in there with you and, or a book and, or just quiet, like whatever, like give yourself that little bit of time. That's just for you every day. But then, especially with the holidays and all of the family and all of the expectations, I would say it's really important to, to do some boundaries and just upfront, let people know, like, yes, I'm okay with this. No, I'm not okay with that. And that's setting boundaries with yourself as well. And knowing that it's okay to say no. Like if somebody's asking you to attend like 27 holiday parties and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be exhausted. Like that doesn't even sound fun for me. Like understand that it's okay to say no. It's okay. Like they may be upset or mad or irritated at first, but that's them. That's on them. That's not on you. Who cares? (laughs) Just like if somebody wants to get mad at you because you can't come to something like, is that more important to you than you feeling good and happy and looking forward to all of the things that you say yes to a mm-hmm. couple of minutes every day, just for you. I don't care if it's just to sit and take some deep breaths mm-hmm. nice. and know that it's okay. Yeah. Whatever's coming at you. It's okay. You're going to get through it and it's okay to say no. Nice. And, um, this is my own question, just an add on to that. Cause this is a great topic, the holidays and this time of year, you know, it's a magical time of year for those that of us that celebrate any of these holidays. I'm a huge, just, I'm just going to say all holiday nerd. <laughs> I mean, I even love like Halloween even is like <laughs> Christmas is my jam. I get a little, little carried away with yeah, like, me with too. a whole section of our basement. That's nothing, but you know, decorations. And my husband's like, really, do we need this money? <laughs> right. Fact, we do. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> but you know, I think it can feel like a very, it's a very stressful time. Yes. For a mm-hmm. lot of people, but it can mm-hmm. also feel very magical. And by doing those things that you suggested, I think that adds to the magic. Are there any fun, uh, like ritual or, activity that you do during this time, like maybe around the full moons or I don't know, anything like that. Yeah. So I definitely do things like around the full moons and the new moons. Um, I have my own little rituals that I do at that time, which really is just kind of an expansion on my regular rituals Mm -hmm. of meditating and journaling and I do card pulls and, but it's all set then with the intention of being specific around the energy of the moons Mm -hmm. and whatever that season brings. But Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I guess, like around the holidays, just really practicing more gratitude. I, I really, that's really important. Not even just around Thanksgiving, but like, you know, like around the holidays and like Christmas and stuff, because 
as magical as it is can, and can be for us, it can also be the complete opposite for some. Yes. It can be very lonesome and very depressive. So, you know, if you are somebody who gets to sit in the magic of the holidays, mm-hmm. I think it's really important not to lose sight of that. Yeah. And to really practice ground, you know, gratitude and you can ground yourself in that and even take that and try to come up with a way to maybe spread that magic to somebody that isn't in the same space as you. Nice. Nice. So maybe include other people in your rituals. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever you can do, even, um, you know, like working like food banks and, you know, stuff. And my daughter ended up like loving, like serving food to others and interacting with them. And, you know, that was very special to her. She really enjoyed it, but it was just a way for her magical energy Mm -hmm. to pass on to somebody else and, you know, give them a bright spot. So it's just, it's really important, the gratitude and, and sitting in that and, sharing your magic with others is really yeah and like you said I like that you mentioned that it isn't magical for everybody um for a lot of people actually it is more of a depressive season I would think you know for anyone listening that isn't like us and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you don't get to feel that maybe try to attach yourself to people like us yeah yeah and if you Um, are in that space where it doesn't feel good or magical to you you know try to try to find somebody that, you know, you, you connect with, or that you feel, you know, understand you or, you know, try to reach out to a local food bank or a, or a church or, you know, look for resources in your area, or even if it's just, you know, listening to a podcast that, you know, can put a smile on your face or that you can connect with the host or the, the guest or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, you know, there, there's lots of resources out there nowadays for, for everybody to, try to find a little bit of magic and, and it, a lot of it is shifting your mindset, but I'll, I'll digress on that right now. Cause that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's I was like, a whole nother episode. And is that, um, mindset stuff is that in your book and then isn't your there book is. a three, it's a workbook, a oh, journal. So, yeah. So there's definitely a lot of mindset stuff, um, mm-hmm. in my book, but the journal digs even deeper into all things mindset nice. and, you know, thoughts become things. It's, it's really important. You know, we create our, we can create our own reality with our thoughts. So it's really important to, you know, get rid of the, the negative Nelly that lives in your brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, when I, after I wrote my book, I decided I wanted to expand on it and I created the journal to allow you to just go deeper into, you know, your, yourself and your thoughts mm-hmm. and getting in touch with all of that. And then everybody needs a creative outlet. So I created a coloring book to, to go with it. And it was, the coloring book was really special to me because, you know, when I was in the throes of my darkness, mm-hmm. um, somebody had gotten me a coloring book, but it was all like flowers and sunshine. And, and I didn't always connect to it because, you know, when you wake up and you're just like the, everything sucks. You don't want to color a rainbow, you know? Right. I mean? uh-huh. so, so it was really important for me for my coloring book to have a progression. So it goes from dark to light. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, you know, there's images that you can connect with when you're having a really crappy day, but you still nice. want that outlet. Nice. And I just want to circle back about mindset and mm-hmm. negativity. I just, from listening to one of your podcast episodes, you are not into the whole toxic positivity thing. So yay, (laughs) more people need to be speaking about this, but it's not good vibes only over here. Yeah. That's garbage. (laughs) I don't believe in that. (laughs) Not reality. Right. So yeah. So mindset, but not toxic positivity, definitely worth checking out the, all three, the, the, the trifecta of, <laughs> of Teresa. Um, okay. One last question here. Cause we're running out of time from another listener, Melissa, and that's Melissa Willihan on Instagram. And this question I'm giving to, I'm asking you, I know that your children are grown. So no matter what age our kids are, we, we always have some mom advice to give. So yeah. Melissa asks, I'd love to learn tips on getting kids involved in building healthy self-care routines for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, make it fun. 
like again don't make it rigid don't be like you have to do this because they're going to be like yeah no that doesn't sound fun Mm -hmm. at all um you know find something that they enjoy you know if they're little maybe it's coloring coloring can be self-care it can be healthy and you know um getting them to maybe try some meditation which I know for kids can be kind of hard, but I am actually in the process of putting together a a whole Medicaid medication. (laughs) I guess meditation can be medication, right? That's true, right? Um, The best kind. A meditation (laughs) library that also includes some for kids um, that can be like shorter, you know, but I think that that's just getting them at a young age to understand that it's okay to like sit still and be quiet. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that sounds difficult, but if you can put something on that they can listen to, um, and maybe it's just, you know, you put on, you go to YouTube and you look for some meditation music that's kind of soothing and you play the quiet game for five minutes and, or you ask them to, you know, lay down and listen to this music and what images pop into your head while you're listening to this music or, you know, make it like that so that they think that, like that it's okay to still talk to you during it or be verbal. But also I think it's really important, you know, when a kid is not having a good day or, you know, they're in the middle of an outburst or something we don't just want to say to them, you're okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. We want to talk it out with them. We want to Mm -hmm. find out, you know, what they're feeling, what emotion they're having, if they're feeling any of it in their body, like, okay, so you're really mad. This is really upsetting you. Can you tell me more about it? Like, is there somewhere on your body where you're feeling it? Does your tummy hurt? You know, do you have a headache? Like what's going on? What emotion is coming up? Like it's, I think if we can get our kids to talk about their feelings more Mm -hmm. and really address what's going on, instead of just trying to blanket it with, it's fine. You're okay. You're going to be okay. Or, you know, quit. Don't, we don't want to cry over that. Like boys don't cry. Like, you know, that's a big one. Um, But yeah, really getting them to be okay with feeling their emotions. Mm -hmm then they don't just bottle them up and shove them down and then let them erupt when they're adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's great. Uh, meditation and coloring. Those are easy ones yeah. for kids to do. Coloring and if they could easy. maybe yeah. just do a few minutes of both a day. Yeah. Um, and sit down and color with them, grab a crayon. Yeah. And, yeah. And talk about, you know, well, why'd you pick that color or, you know, just little things that you can try to get clues on why they're doing things or just little subtle, subtle questions that can get them to open up. Mm -hmm. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. And when you get finished uh, getting all those meditations out, let us know. I will indeed. Yeah, definitely. Um, One, well, not one. I have two more questions. (laughs) Um, Briefly, what's next for you and your in this whole mission of helping women and mothers? Um, well, book number two. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start writing book number two. Uh, my husband and I are going on a vacation in February to the beach, and I'm hoping to use that as some inspiration to to get started. And um, right now, I'm in kind of in the brainstorming process mm-hmm. and trying to decide. But so hopefully February we'll begin writing book number two. And then I think I'm just, I'm putting, I just recently put together a, a one-on-one coaching program that's kind of around the book oh, and okay. really like, it's called go please yourself. Nice. And <laughs> it's, it's really just about, you know, learning to connect within and make yourself a priority and, and go through all the lessons of the book and the triggers and just kind of clearing all of that out so that you can really just step into and, and live and build the the life that you really desire. Right now it's a one-on-one thing, but I've kind of been playing with making it more of like a group thing, because another thing that I feel is really important for us as women is to have that connection in that community with others. So I'm kind of playing around with that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. And, uh, the book, you just said you're the second book, uh, you just said you're in the brainstorming phase Mm -hmm. right now. Do you have any idea what direction you're going to go in or anything to share about that? I mean, I definitely want it to still be like helpful, like a Mm -hmm. self-help 
sort of thing. Um, Less maybe about me, but I kind of feel like it needs to be more motherhood Mm, driven. I'm thinking, um, but also like dealing with um, like heartbreak and forgiveness Mm, and motherhood. So I, yeah, I kind of, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but those are the three main things that kind of keep coming up. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to hold you to anything. So, (laughs) you know, if you go completely off the rails and choose a different subject, it's okay. (laughs) You will be the first to know. I will be sure to give you an in as soon as I decide what I'm doing. Yes, please. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited for you and for the people that need your help because that number is growing, right? Like, um, motherhood parenting has, you know, just reached a whole new level of heart yeah, over the last just two life. years. And just, just like, exactly, yeah. exactly. So before we say goodbye, speaking of life, is there anything else you'd like to add to, you know, make someone else's life better? Yeah. I just really want people to, to walk away with the understanding that, Asking for help is courageous. Making yourself a priority is not selfish. Mm -hmm. And that you really do have the ability to live the life that you truly desire. It's just stepping into it and embracing it. Nice. Well, thank you, Teresa. And you are Mm -hmm. embracing it and it shows. So, you know, I'm super happy that you chose to go on a healing journey rather than just sitting in it and festering and wallowing (laughs) and going deeper, which would have happened. So, um, I, I'm inspired by you and I'm grateful that you've done that because it's helping other people. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate connecting with you. It's, it's always fun. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.